Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group. I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen. So in the four years of doing Lavender, I've had the opportunity to connect with a lot of you out there who watch, listen, and support Lavender. And it's really been a blessing to see some of you blossom and grow and be able to follow your journeys because some of these people I've been connected to online for like a few years and it's like we follow each other on Instagram, we're Facebook friends, and it's just cool to see you guys grow and it really inspires me. One of these people is Bernard Charles who I'm going to have on the show today. So Bernard Charles is the best-selling queer author of Rainbow Revolution and creator behind the world's largest color therapy deck called the Color Mage Oracle. So we're going to talk about color therapy, color psychology, but we're also going to talk about Bernard's personal journey dealing with bullying, poverty, just a lot of hardships and blossoming into the light that he is today. He just shines so bright and you can tell he's fully accepted who he is and he's just someone who I think has a beautiful soul. So I really hope that you enjoy this interview. Hi Bernard, welcome to the show. Hello. I'm so excited to have you here since I feel like I've known you for a couple years just through the internet, like you commenting on my stuff and just catching up with your growth. I'm so proud of you first off. I just I loved seeing you blossom and now you have a book and your brand. It's so cool. Oh, thank you. It's been a journey, actually. And what I love about being in the digital space and sharing that space with you is that I get to see you grow as well. And you're blossoming just as much or even more. So it's beautiful. Thank you. So how about we start with your story where all of this began, just so our listeners can get to know you. How did you become the color mage? It has been a life process. So I get asked, how do you know that color is your thing? And how did you get started? And it actually started when I was really young and just being really aware to color just in my space. And my mom would give me mm-hmm. a box of crayons. And every time I would get angry because I was bored, she would force me or suggest that I create and because she was an artist or is an artist and I've looked up to her. Mm -hmm. So it started very, very small. And then it evolved because I went to college to study broadcast journalism and social media and marketing. And that wasn't as lucrative for me. So after college, I really struggled finding a job And I knew that I needed to make money somehow. And I knew that I have this artistic side to me. I have this spiritual side to me. Mm -hmm. And so I gave myself permission to blend both of those concepts. And I've created the Color Mage brand, which is me. Right. 
I love it. So I know that you did have some struggles in your story and you had like a part of your life where you kind of started to wake up and transform your life. Can we talk about that? If you want to, I am an open book. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it because I know that you have so much more to share. Oh, and that's so true. I mean, my life has been a struggle. I come from poverty. I come from an abusive household, an abusive school life. I've dealt with harassment on all fronts. I, I've been a, a victim of bullying for a long time. And I've took on all of that energy personally. Mm -hmm. And I would self-sabotage myself because I would think others... I would anticipate others would bully me or bully my work. And so I shied away from school performances, like the school play. Wow. I've shied away from auditions mm -hmm. for music and whatnot. But what I haven't turned my back on mm -hmm. was my strong belief in magic. And I use that loosely, but it's it's my faith and... I knew that I'm on this planet for a reason and I've struggled mm -hmm. with suicide and I've struggled with anxiety and depression. And the only thing that really keeps the light on is just my passion to feel magical. I allowed myself to get lost in fantasy books and Harry Potter, which is huge. And it evolved. I'm, I'm dabbling in just crystals mm -hmm. and incense, essential oils, and and you, and you. So like you're, you're a huge lighthouse yeah. in my life and just following you on YouTube <laughs> has given me a lot of strength personally and professionally. Oh. You, you are so gifted and I'm so grateful that you want to talk to me. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm so grateful to have you here. No, because I, I see this, the trajectory of your story because you, you are just being yourself and yet the whole world felt like it was against you. And it, I felt like growing up, you had to dim your light. And now I see you more and more start to shine brightly and confidently. And just, it, it's as if there was a little shift there where you finally said like, I've had it, I'm just going to be myself and be crazy. If people think I'm crazy, I don't care. And and I love that. So can you talk about what what happened? Like how did that part of you come out? Because I was bullied in school and at home, I didn't start feeling confident in myself until I went to a private boarding school, which was a gift in in itself. And it was a restart moment in my life. So sometimes when you're you're battling the world because the world is against you and you're you're trying to understand you and your identity and what you bring to the table, to the dinner table at home or the the bigger table in the world, you you have to give yourself permission to start over and to push that re reset button. And so going to the school was that for me. And mm -hmm. at that school, I, I gave myself permission to be anyone who I wanted to be. But also what's different is public school, 
the adults, like the teachers and the administrators in the school, mm -hmm. they were okay with bullying, even though in all the documentation, it says we don't tolerate bullying and, or harassment, it still occurs. And because I went to this private school, this institution, I went to the adults within the first two days of going to the school, like leaving my family yeah. and now living in this boarding school. It was crazy. It was, I was very scared, but there was this one student that harassed me and I made it, I made a point to advocate for myself and I went to an adult and they actually did something about it. It was pretty profound. That tuned me into knowing, oh, when the adults care, I can feel more safe for myself. So I had that supportive nice. environment. And then I came out to myself fully because I was being told, you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. Mm -hmm. And they were using yeah. it as a sword against yeah. me. And then mm -hmm. I was feeling ashamed about if I am different, mm -hmm. this isn't okay. But it wasn't until I was at an art museum looking at uh, Frida Kahlo's work and they had an exhibit of found object art, which is really interesting because that art is more so me. It is made up art with ordinary things and I found that inspiring and I was in the gift shop and I only had 20 bucks because they gave us a little allowance for the trips mm -hmm. and I knew that I was supposed to get something there and I just said God show me what I need to get and I turned around and this beautiful flamboyant sassy orange scarf was there yeah and it was I, I tell people this it was my Harry Potter wand moment so when Harry is <laughs> receiving his first wand and there's a, that column of light that was the moment yeah. and so I wore that scarf in school and it made me feel more seen. It made me feel heard. We wore uniforms, but the loophole was wearing the scarf. And it made me feel safe. It made me feel like me, which is so mm -hmm. funny because I was watching the new episode of Roseanne and one of the characters who I identify with wears a scarf. So I just think it's a, mm. an amazing universal symbol for just the LGBTQ community. I mean, it's like a superhero cape. Yeah, it really empowered you. And I loved like seeing you wear it in your, I think you did like a Facebook Live or something where you, you showed the scarf. But that's amazing. I, I love just hearing your story and how things have blossomed. Let's move on to talk about colors. So I want to ask you, why orange? Why? Let's start with that, the scarf. <gasps> why orange? Well, that's a scarf that called to me and mm -hmm. color, all colors have different meanings. And when you're, when you're consciously and intentionally wearing color, that was my first exposure to using my color magic was I was standing in front of my closet and I made a choice to wear specific colors for the day based on how I wanted to feel, based on what I was going through during that time. And so orange, what's fascinating about orange after 
reading up on it is it's the color of creativity, but it's also the color of sexuality. And I never really understood what that meant until I had Mm. my scarf moment. So sexuality is just you loving humans the way that you naturally love human beings, no matter the gender, and just being so fluid with that. It's, It's orange juice and it's orange. It's just so invigorating and courageous and it's probably why it's one of the colors Mm -hmm. of team Gryffindor because (laughs) they're just very brave and very courageous yeah (laughs) I love it so for the listeners out there who are like what are you talking about orange has all of these meanings can you explain quickly like color therapy and color psychology okay so on a very uh, commercial level brand experts psychologists, marketers, they all are aware companies and brands create their logos, create their website design, create their product design. The beauty care industry totally knows this. That color has an impact on us psychologically and physiologically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Color is seen in the natural world. Animals that are colorful are attractive and fruits and berries in the natural world attract your eye. Color is also a way of communication. So we have been conditioned to live a certain way with color surrounding us. I mean, a lot of corporate positions have a lot of very dull, dark colors because we've associated professionalism with those colors. And a lot of outrageous companies go more towards the the Mm -hmm. red and the magenta because they want to disturb the waters or they want to be unconventional. And so every color has a different meaning and a different purpose. I love it. So how would you incorporate colors into your daily routine? Oh, so many juicy ways. You could wear (laughs) color. That's my favorite, favorite thing. And it's so imperative Mm -hmm. that you wear color because when I'm on the subway or I'm just looking at strangers, a lot of us wear some, some neutral colors and that's not inspiring. Um, You can color your hair. (laughs) That was a big game changer for me. Mm -hmm. was I am. Me too. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't it? And I love when you color your hair because it's just so it's taking ownership of where you are mm-hmm. in your life journey. You can also eat color. Ooh, Nutrition that's is a good so one. vital. Yeah. What's your what's your favorite colorful food to eat? I don't know, like maybe tomatoes or mangoes, like you know, I'm thinking those like bright colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do I do fancy some honeydew Ooh. and some nectarines yeah any i just want to point out to everyone like usually the colorful foods are the foods that are healthier for you because the brown foods are like the foods that are less healthy like the rice and the wheats and the oats right is that interesting and the noodles yeah Yeah, the noodles i mean they're they all taste good but more nutritional value is in like colorful foods absolutely this is why you have to eat your fruits and veggies Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) other other suggestions of Using colors through crystals, just having crystals, crystal jewelry, crystals in your bedroom, in your office, really important. I love colorful books. I have my books in rainbow order, and that really stimulates Mm. my imagination, my 
creativity. I just like take a glance over to my book, my bookshelf. And it's like, it's really powerful how you Mm -hmm. arrange your books in your space. Who knew? Cool. And another question I'm curious is like, have you taken an aura photo? Like I recently did that. (laughs) And like, I'm curious, what color is your aura? And do you believe in that? Oh, I've taken, I received my first aura photo. So your body has this ethereal, energetic meridian uh, system. And typically it's an egg shape. It's oblong even. And it's around you. And when you're passing a stranger on the street, your auras are canoodling. And it's very important because your aura is generated through your mindset and through your chakras even. And so I actually got my first aura photo taken, which was mind-blowing. It it happened (laughs) last year. And I had my second photo taken in January. And so I like it changed. It is consistent. So my first, my first photo, my two core color energies are orange and pink. And that was really moving to me. Um, I got it done at a spirituality expo at a convention center. And then the second one I got done at a hotel and uh, the photographer is a traveling photographer. And she's amazing because I went into this igloo, this white igloo, and I felt like, oh my gosh, what is happening? I'm going into this dark space. So the techniques were different, but the color energy was the same. There was this smaller energy of orange, but a lot of my aura was really pink. And there was some hints Mm. of blue in there. Yeah, is that interesting? And then does that relate to the colors that you're drawn to in real life? Or how, how do you think that relates? So... It's really not about if you're stressed out. It's it's not about your temporary mood or your temporary feeling or emotion. Uh, because I I went with friends the second time. The first time it was just me, and the colors are still present. They're still active. So Mm -hmm. it was 90 days. So there was a 90 day window and I'm still, the same colors are still in the photo. So I'm a big believer and I think it's larger and it's, it's deeper than what we actually really know because a chemical reaction Mm -hmm. is taking place. And for some reason, your aura is manipulating that chemical reaction in the photo because mm-hmm. when you're staring at the the camera all of your focus and intention is in the camera um i know you do youtube videos and i do videos and for us to connect with our audience with people who are watching we're authentic people here and it's because our aura is is projecting through time and space right. and we're, we're connecting with their- energy it's fascinating. And there's just so mm-hmm. I, I urge everyone to get yeah. their aura, aura photo and to map it out, especially if you're struggling, or if you're feeling mm-hmm. like you're stuck. I think it's important just to see, see your because yeah. I was scared. I was like, Oh, my God, I'm all about color. But what if my aura is black? <laughs> or what if it's gray? Or what if there's nothing there? So I had all these fears <laughs> yeah. bubbling up. But when as soon oh, yeah. as that Polaroid film 
labeling was lifted, I something in me moved. I cried. It was oh it was gosh. an emotional release. Nice. So let's talk about your book, Rainbow Revolution. I mean, just for the listeners, can you share the main message that you want to share from this book? Oh my gosh. The main, there's so many messages. I know there's so many. I, I mean, you could share the top themes because I just want them to, to understand where you're coming from. You're in control of your life and there are tools and people that surround you, that want to help you and support you. And it's okay to lean into that. It's okay to believe in yourself. And it's okay to, to use more color in your mm -hmm. life because color is light and dark. And it's a variance of the electromagnetic spectrum which is scientifically proven, it's there. And you, you have permission to manipulate the energy around you yeah. and to do it with really good intentions. And the, the first half of the book is just my spiritual journey. It's just why I connect to each color in interesting ways. And it's a great introduction to me. If you don't know me, but the second half of the book is about being proactive. It's about, okay, here's what we're going to do because you have to take action. I love inspiration, but inspiration that where there's no action, your, your life doesn't change. You, you stay stagnant and you live on this plateau and I just, I'm in Aries, and so a lot of my strengths are in activating energy and supercharging and getting people motivated and inspired because I really believe in you. I, I, look, at, I look at people in a completely different way. I look at my life in a completely different way because of the power of color. And to give myself that permission is really healing on so many levels. and. I just really want people to be happy with themselves. I love it. So give yourself permission to be yourself. And I, after reading through your book, it really inspired me to like surround myself with more color. I think because sometimes it's fashionable to wear neutrals or, or just sometimes when you're lazy, you don't want to think about, you know, matching colors. But, but it does really lift your mood up, right? If you have a color that you love, surround yourself mm -hmm. with that color and or just... I don't know, little pops of color here and there can really make you happy. Absolutely. Everyone's different. So just like how mm -hmm. your aura changes over time and maybe your personality shifts a little, a little bit because of your life circumstance, is you everyone is so unique and so different. And that's why I use color and that's why I have these intimate conversations with people because sometimes a color that they really need in their life to remind them of their true self they don't currently have. So an example I share in my book is the color purple. And that's why I colored my hair lavender. And then it, mor <laughs> it morphed into this juicy raspberry plum color, magenta even. And it's just so fascinating to 
use a color that I didn't really notice that was lacking in my life and to give myself permission to play with it and Mm -hmm. to hold no expectations really other than for the highest good of myself, my family, the world, let these messages come and your life changes. It's it's really interesting the way that the stars mm-hmm. align. I love it. So you're also a very strong voice for like LGBTQ communities. Do you want to talk about what fueled that and what you're trying to do oh. moving forward? Oh my gosh. What what fuels my my advocacy and getting social justice? It's mm-hmm. just really simple. Humans are beautiful creatures and I really am determined to create more safe space on on the planet for people that love humans, no matter their gender and color doesn't have a gender. So don't, don't think because you're a girl or a guy that you're, you're stuck with certain color schemes. No, Mm -hmm. every color is for the soul. And I love it. I, I have been volunteering at my local community center and they recently gone through a change and they they're now called the equality center which i think is really powerful because it's really it's widening the scope of what inclusion means when it comes to diversity and i just feel as though everyone has this permission to feel love and to feel happiness and to feel mm-hmm. safe yeah. and res- respect even. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I mean, I am determined to just make people feel safer. I love and that. Yeah. I feel like you, you, you speak the same language. I, I, I believe we're on the same path. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Yes. I I love what you said. And for listeners, you can go back and repeat it. But everybody needs to give themselves permission. Or we we all deserve to feel safe, to feel loved, all of the above. (laughs) I know that you seem like you're always fabulous and bright all the time. But I'm sure there are times where you're having challenges or you feel down. So what do you do in those times? I cry. (laughs) We all cry. (laughs) Yeah. I, and that's okay just let it I, out it is you you have mm-hmm. to and if I have to cry on the subway I cry on the subway if I have to cry in the elevator I cry wherever if something is moving me so much and I'm a highly sensitive person I'm an empath too mm-hmm. so I really have to make sure that what I'm experiencing or observing is actually mine sometimes it's not my energy or my my business or my baggage. Sometimes it's someone else's, but I was listening so presently, so acutely to them as a person. And I've, I've mushed myself with that. And I have to be very Mm. conscious to know, okay, is this there, is this because I had a conversation with, with someone who's struggling or is it me? But when I get into that state, I have to I take baths and I take and I put mm-hmm. I put a frankincense oil 
anywhere I can. Mm. <laughs> I'm a big believer yeah. in frankincense. <laughs> I love that too. Me too. I mean, I can't. I did that today actually. So I have this like nine to five job that I'm doing just to like have more human interaction because working for myself and 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 going solo gets kind of lonely. And sometimes when I'm in, in my apartment by myself for too long, I fear starts playing on my mind. So it's really good to, to talk to another human mm -hmm. and to get a hug. I get the hug from my receptionist all the time and it feels really, yeah. really good. Aww. But today was a struggle for me actually. And I'm really grateful that I had my, my coworkers there to remind me that it's okay to be feeling less than ideal. It's okay it, because you're human mm -hmm. and it, it, they appreciate that more. That vulnerability is so important. And of course, I listened to Brene Brown and I've read, I've read her books, mm -hmm. so many good books. Same. And I never knew that, I never knew what the word vulnerability was. I've always naturally brought my real self to the situation. And so I'm just honest. If I'm angry, I say I'm angry. <laughs> if I'm sad, I say I'm sad. Or if I say I'm bored, I say I'm bored. And I bring it back to being silent because in those less than ideal feelings, I need to remind myself that feelings are fleeting sometimes. And I just remind myself that I am light and I am love and I am mm. color and I am home. And that has been my mantra wow. actually. And I've actually, I haven't told anyone that. So this is, I love that. It, I repeat. Can you repeat, repeat that it. one more time? Yeah. So the, the sequence actually is I am love. I am light. I am color and I am home. Mm. for the longest time I never knew what home was and to to own that and to embrace that has been a saving grace because I'm living on my own for the first time and I've manifested this because of my color practice because of watching your videos because I care so deeply about my personal development and it's real. Like you can change your life and we're not we're just speaking uh, superficial uh, preaching prosperity or whatever the conspiracy theories out there are about what we do. It's very, very real. And Mm -hmm. those mantras that I say and I repeat when I'm really down on my luck, it reminds me of who I actually am because words are energy, words are frequency. And when we're using them intentionally and consciously, and even though I'm crying in the shower saying, I am love <laughs> and going through my emotions, it really puts me in this real high frequency state mm -hmm. and I really solidify and own the words and the energy and then I just eat some chocolate afterwards <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and I just I I really allow myself to get really deep into 
that yeah. state so that shift can happen because sometimes our hurts and our pains, our past memories are really causing us to to act a certain way and we need to release that. And so it's a multidisciplinary approach that I do. And sometimes mm -hmm. one way works, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes my oils don't work when I want them to, or crystals don't, or meditation doesn't. And so I have to look in different avenues like music or mm. watching a TED Talk video or going on YouTube. It, it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, there's so many paths, so many things that you can try out that if one doesn't mm -hmm. work, you could try another. But I, I love that, especially your mantra. Thanks for sharing that. Lastly, do you have any pieces of advice for listeners out there who feel misunderstood or maybe don't have that self-confidence oh, in them just yet? I believe that if you feel called to do something, to make a YouTube video or create a podcast or write a book. Oh my gosh. Now is the time to do it because there, the internet and the digital space has exploded. I remember when I was younger, I, I would get these pamphlets in the mail and I've always loved poetry and mm -hmm. I got really excited because they're like, you can publish your poetry. And I gave it to my mom and my mom was really cynical about it. She didn't really trust those pamphlets and that really dampened my spirit. And I mm -hmm. shied away from writing for so long, but since putting myself mm -hmm. online more through YouTube and Facebook and Tumblr, even it doesn't matter how many voices are out there. We are, we are all heard and all of our art, all of our ideas, yeah. all of our creations matter because it's, it's channeled through us and it has our unique signature and fingerprint with it. So mm -hmm. if anyone is listening and doubting if what they're contributing or bringing to the table, or if they look at someone else and they're like, I wish I had that sort of business or that sort of book or that sort of life or I wish I knew about color the way Bernard did don't don't compare yourself because that's that places you in a very icky sticky spot you are so unique you are so beautiful and you have such a powerful story to tell that I need to hear it everyone needs to hear it because your voice and your soul is energy and it matters. You are a real living human being. And what I, I know this is going to be silly, but we were the strongest sperm to get into the egg. <laughs> yes. And therefore, we, I mean, trillions, the chances of us being alive right now is trillions, but no one, no one ever in human history has been genetically constructed in, in the same paradigm, in the same society as you. You are so unique. And I find it so mind-blowing that the universe, mm -hmm. God or goddess, is living through us. And we need to start owning that we need to start allowing our our god force to to live more i mean it's so 
I just really want to just hug anyone who's struggling oh right now because I feel yeah, it. <laughs> I get it. Thank you so much, Bernard. You're amazing. I think you're just a beautiful soul and you're the real deal. I hope our listeners love you as just as much as I do. And everyone out there, make sure to check out Bernard Charles at thecolormage.com or Instagram at thecolormage. Alrighty. Thank you. <laughs> All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps us so much and also helps other people find the show. You can also catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Love you all so much. Bye.